1: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard.
0: And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director,
1: West Coast. And we have a special guest joining us this week. It's the other Senior Director of Charts, Gary Trust. Welcome, Gary. Yay. Thank you. I flew uh, 3,000 miles uh, just to be here for this. Yep. that That is how special our special guests are. (laughs) Um, Well, we'll talk about why Gary is here in just a second, because as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop, and sometimes from Billboard's own charts department. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Today on the show... We've got chart news on how Harry Styles, as it was, hits a 14th non-consecutive week at number one on the Billboard Hot 100. How many songs have spent 14 weeks atop the chart in history? Could Styles hold on longer at number one? Might he even beat the all-time record for the most weeks at number one set by Lil Nas X's Old Town Road in 2019? Well thankfully, we've got Gary here so we can ask him all of those questions. Plus, we've got chart news on how Bad Bunny's Un Verano Sin clocks in eleventh week at number one on the Billboard 200, becoming the album with the most weeks atop the list since 2016, and how Nav, Ozzy Osbourne, Kane Brown, and Yeet all debut in the top ten on the Billboard 200 Albums chart.
0: Also on the show, a trailer for the upcoming Whitney Houston biopic "I Want to Dance with Somebody" came out last week. And we're going to talk all about our first impressions and, of course, about Stanley Tucci playing legendary record producer Clive Davis. So stick around for that. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. All
1: right, let's do the chart chat. First up on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Bad Bunny's Verano and Ti holds atop the chart for an 11th non-consecutive week. That marks the most total weeks at number one in nearly six years since Drake's views logged 13 non-consecutive weeks at number one in 2016 between May and October of that year. Unverano earned 97,000 equivalent album units in the U.S. in the week ending September 15th according to Luminate. Also in the top 10 on the Billboard 200, Nav's Demons Protected by Angels debuts at number two. Ozzy Osbourne's Patient number nine starts at number three. Kane Brown's Different Man starts at number five. And Young Boy Never Broke Again's Realer 2 jumps 71 to six after its first full charting week. Also, Yeats Life debuts at number 10. It was a very busy I was going to say,
0: that is like the busiest top 10
1: I've ever heard you recap on the show. We've had busier top 10s. That's um, crazy though. Back, back, back before we switched to consumption and equivalent album units, like I think there were weeks where we had like seven debuts in the top 10 or oh, eight wow. debuts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just wild. Um, let me recap. Uh, it's the fifth top 10 for NAV, the ninth top 10 for Ozzy. That makes sense. It's patient number nine. Nine <laughs> top 10s. <laughs> the second top 10 for Yeet and the 11th top 10 for young boy it never broke again um so real two uh actually came out initially to youtube on september 6th I then didn't, it went I didn't wide did youtube did album premieres well you well he loaded all the tracks oh to youtube <laughs> okay um so the album <laughs> It's very DIY <laughs> all of the album songs went up to youtube on september 6th okay then the album went wide to all streamers in the middle of the day on September 7th, thus its debut a week ago at number 71 um, on the Billboard 200 dated September 17th, was prompted by really only two days of activity across all streamers, because that was the weekend in September 8th, mm-hmm. plus three days of activity at YouTube. So the jump into the top 10 this week is its first real full chart week. Got um, it. Also, I mean, it was available to purchase, uh, but it has sold a negligible number of copies. So that's why I'm talking about streaming, streaming, streaming for this album, because Youngboy is very streaming-oriented. Last thing I'll say about this is that Realer 2 is Youngboy's fourth new top 10 in 2022. He's the only act with four new top 10s or even three new top 10s this year. Uh, He previously hit the top 10 in 2022 with The Last Slametto, which hit number two. Better Than You, a collaborative set with DaBaby, which hit number 10, and Colors, which hit number two in February.
0: The Young Boy fans are hungry,
1: There's apparently. a lot. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a lot of Young Boy uh, content there for everyone. Yes. Next up, moving over to the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart, Harry Styles, as it was, adds a 14th week at number one. It now ties for the fourth most weeks at number one in the chart's 64-year history.
0: Hey, Gary, how many uh, how many songs have had at least 14 weeks at number one?
1: Yeah, so uh, only 11. 11. Now, all time. Rare company, elite just, company. Just 11. Now, and if Harry holds on for one more week, the single will be one of only four songs with 15 weeks or more at number one. Is that correct, Gary? That is correct. Okay, so just to recap, the all-time record holder for the most weeks at number 1 is Lil Nas X's Old Town Road featuring Billy Ray Cyrus with 19 weeks. It's followed by Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee's Despacito and Mariah Carey and Boyz II Men's One Sweet Day, both with 16 weeks at number 1 each. Strangely, no song has just 15 weeks at number 1. Right. Well, so, it never stopped at 15. Right, but right. I mean like if Could be it, could it, be maybe, next week. Maybe <laughs> maybe Harry will stop at 15. <laughs> right. So, Gary, we have many questions about this. Why do we think that as it was, has had such an incredible and lengthy run at number one, because you've written about this before, where its span of weeks at number one has right. seemingly been like three years. Not really, <laughs> but it, but it's lingered yeah. around the top of the chart for a very long time. So why is this song the one that seemed to, to really resonate so, so much in 2022? Yeah, so it's still
2: number one at radio. So as long as it's been out, it's still the biggest hit song on radio mm. right now. So there's that. It's also top 10 still in the streaming. And that's, that's kind of the magic uh, combination on the Hot 100. If you can be a huge radio hit and still be uh, big in streams or be big in streams and have your radio uh, airplay time up to when you're still that big, that's how you get uh, to be big on the chart and to stay uh, on the chart uh, at those uh, high numbers. So, yeah, as much as it might feel like – Wow, we're we're going way back for this song. We were, you know April, May, we were talking about the song still number 1, still the biggest song on radio, still
1: one of the 10 most streamed songs. It's funny like when the song came out, to me it sounded like, oh, this sounds like a hit record. Yeah. Like it it just it did it did. I I never anticipated that it would be suddenly in such rare company. Like and that's no shade, it's just no. I never I never thought
0: Well, and we <laughs> talked about when it came out too that like um Harry historically for his previous two albums had very pretty soft lead singles, and then mm. had songs that did better after. And so, as it was when we were talking about it before it came out, it's like, oh, this might be the kind of eccentric Harry first, you know, lead like single. Sign of the Times,
1: sort of Harry. Uh, Sign of the
0: Times, uh, the light, I think, was the other one, and it's like all of a sudden, it's no, it's the biggest smash. It's it's the watermelon sugar right. of you know this album, and so I think that. Having that sustained, it's like it came out before Harry's house did. You had Coachella, then it's like the
1: song of the summer because it just never went away, and now it's still, you know, surviving. Is, Gary, is there something? I mean, I I think you've 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 written about this a lot and how radio seems to be a teensy bit sort of slower in how they sort of churn through hits. I mean, radio has been sort of notoriously slow in many ways, where usually they're late to singles, um, but it feels like radio, it's it's the climate is so different now. Do you feel like radio is in a space now where songs that are going to be hits at radio are going to be lingering at radio for, like, a year instead of... Like, I, I have you noticed that, too, yeah. where, like, it's not just Harry Styles. Lots of songs are hanging on longer at radio.
2: Yeah, yeah. We see on the Blinding Lights and Save Your Tears as well, uh, mm-hmm. Heat Waves. Levitating. Is, uh, yeah, levitating. <laughs> Famously. So, yeah, I, I think part of it is uh, over the pandemic, uh, radio needed to just be playing the hits because people weren't commuting. And a lot of radio listening is in people's cars. So I think a lot of radio thinking was let's just be playing the hits. No matter how old they are, they're clearly hits. Why play something untested? Because we need to uh, get people listening if they're in their car only for uh, 15 minutes instead of an hour commuting. So radio has been pretty solid with playing the hits and that's benefited some of these songs. And if you look at the songs that have spent uh, the most time uh, at number one uh, on the Hot 100, uh, Old Town Road, it was 2019. Despacito was 2017. So bigger picture, it, it may be something uh, we're going to see going forward. Everything is lasting longer once you have streaming in the mix as well. If a song is a big streaming hit and a big radio hit, it can just stay on the chart forever. So uh, we might be seeing more of this. We might be having this uh, conversation again about uh, other songs uh, going forward
1: as well. Is this also saying something f- like about how maybe there's been a lack? I mean, has there been a lack of Sort of shakeups and excitement at the top of the chart because I mean we just had a, a number one for Nicki Minaj with Super Freaky Girl. Right. Their Lizzo went to number mm-hmm. one, so there. It's not like there hasn't been other songs that have hit number one. No, and, and in Canada, we don't talk about Bruno that came and went. It was it, that was more like a comet. It
2: How just, long was that number? That one? That was for? number one for five weeks. Okay. So we still see all a kinds of chart A mere five. A mere five. Yeah, just five <laughs> <drop> <laughs> in the bucket compared yeah. to Ari. Right. So you still see different kinds of chart runs, but you see stuff like Heat Waves and As It Was that are very sustained.
0: I feel like all the ones that you named, including Blinding Lights, Levitating, Heat Waves, all that. Those are the songs I'm going to hear on my mom radio on right. the way into taking right. my kids to school right. on, on adult pop um, or AC uh, because they're going to be played easily alongside, you know, your rhythmic Sweet Dreams or whatever 80s song they're going to play too as it was, like, immediately fit in with yep. that crowd too. And that's – they keep those songs around for a long time. So, oh, yeah. Wow. So it's moms. Moms are powering this. Yeah, they, moms. moms also love Harry Styles. The, so. mo, the
2: mom 100.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: The, the power of moms.
1: Um, Gary, uh, uh, you won't have an answer, <laughs> but I'm going to ask anyways. Do you think this song has a chance of, of matching or beating the Old Town Road? Uh, weeks at number one record with 19? 19.
2: Yeah, I, I think it has a good chance to, but uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, even next week, because we know uh, anything can be released at any moment. We know Taylor Swift has a new album mm-hmm. coming out. If She has a hit single that uh, you would think that first week for a Taylor single is going to be huge. Based upon
1: her recent track record with regularly hitting number one right. in, the, in the first week with
2: new singles. But maybe that's just kind of a one-week hit and it goes back a little mm-hmm. bit. Or it's a song like As It Was where it immediately clicks at radio and gets that longevity. So there could be something like that. We've seen a lot of uh, remixes. Uh, Nicki Minaj this week uh, goes back up 7-3. to three after the Queen uh, mix came out of Super Freaky Girl. So you never quite know, uh, even as we're taping this, something might have just been released that we haven't checked our email yet. But (laughs) other than that, uh, beyond beyond that, uh, its airplay is still so strong, that's going to be steady. Uh, Hit songs, airplay is very steady. So that's not really going anywhere. Even if it uh, uh, diminishes, it'll be slightly, week to week. Streams are still pretty strong at this point. So I think it has a pretty safe bet, uh, that it could
1: hit it so I know it's a lot of in the but yeah meanwhile Steve Lacey Bad Habit at number two mm. is just patiently waiting oh
0: I would love if it could sneak in for even just a week at number one it's such a cool weird song to be so high on the chart anyway uh that's uh, I'm I'm the only person in this room allowed to root for that. So here I am. We, uh,
1: Gary and I Gary and I root for everyone equally. I know, you're Switzerland. <laughs> we we love everyone at number 1 or number 2 <laughs> uh-huh. or in fact any of the numbers on the chart. As charts. long as you're
0: on our chart, we're happy with we're happy Yeah, for you. we're
1: proud of you. <laughs> Well, I think we can uh, move on. Okay,
0: let's. Okay, Um, because uh, in very pop shop news, the first trailer for "I Wanna Dance with Somebody," which is a biopic examining the career and life of pop superstar Whitney Houston, arrived on Thursday and gave viewers the very first look at British actress Naomi Ackie's impassioned portrayal of the icon. And along with Aki, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I Want to Dance with Somebody who also stars Stanley Tucci as legendary record producer Clive Davis, who famously discovered Houston uh, while she was performing at a New York City nightclub and signed her to his label, Arista Records. So the first thing I'd like to talk about is, in the scene <laughs> that the trailer shows, uh, the moment of discovery, of Clive Davis's discovery, Aki is performing the opening lines of the late vocalist's 1985 hit, how will I know on stage, mm-hmm. Keith? Do you know whether she was like actually performing? This is How will I know? I this just feel like I felt wrong when I watched
1: it. I was just like, <laughs> "This is this has this is incorrect." Like, <laughs> Historically inaccurate. <laughs> like as as I understand it, Clive went to see Whitney perform most likely in 1983. Okay. How Will I Know was written, I believe, in 1984. Okay. And it was the third single from Whitney's album in 1985. Right. So. <laughs> this I'm, isn't checking out. <laughs> what I'm thinking is either. The trailer is showing, is somehow pasted together segments of the audio of the song How Will I Know to sync up with moments where the mm. actress playing Whitney moved her lips to make it look like she was singing so how will i know do you think in that scene in the movie that she won't actually be performing no, how I, will i know my, either what i'm, I'm hoping <laughs> what i'm hoping is that they actually keep it truthful mm-hmm. and that she was just singing some whatever song she was singing that night but His the, eye is on the sparrow. Was that it? I don't
0: know. I'm just I'm making prob- up a gospel. song. probably a gospel <laughs> song.
1: Um, and then maybe just for the trailer's purposes, they wanted to use a very familiar song that people would know.
0: Well, and also there's a famous uh, recording of just the vocal of How the, Will the I Know? Yeah, yeah. It, which is just shows how insane Whitney's instrument is. So I'm sure they just wanted that to be the moment that popped in. Or the they trailer. could also be
1: playing very fast and loose.
0: Yeah, I mean biopics often, you know. Change things to make you know you're talking about a two-hour movie, you know, encapsulating the life of Whitney Houston. It's not gonna,
1: it's not gonna happen.
0: You're gonna have to tighten some things up. You don't think How Will I Know is performed in that nightclub? Is what you're saying? No,
1: no, <laughs> no. Considering that the song was apparently like if we believe wiki, was (laughs) apparently written with Janet Jackson in mind. Oh,
0: really? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, Okay, what do we think of Stanley Tucci as Clive Davis? They, I mean, we're talking, there's some prosthetics involved, some famous jowls. for I cannot cannot wait to hear Stanley
1: Tucci talk as if he was Clive. Oh, I mean,
0: there's already, he talks in the trailer. He does? Yeah. What What did he say? At the very end, he's like, I just heard the the oh. voice of a lifetime or something I, like that. Clive famously was just
1: like, when I discovered Whitney Houston back in 1982, it was right after I had found Bruce Springsteen and Joni Mitchell did and they, Carlos did Santana. Did they
0: even audition Keith for this part, Gary? I mean, like, listen to this I, I should impression. have brought my
2: Stanley Tucci impression. Yeah. Didn't know
1: that was going to be required. Gird your loins. Whitney Houston is in the room.
0: All right, so I'll share, uh, when I saw the trailer, Naomi Aki as Whitney. Listen, we're going to need to see the whole movie to know how she actually does, but I was a little put off by
1: she doesn't look like Whitney. She doesn't look like Whitney. She's got big
0: big eyes, big, beautiful eyes, completely different from Whitney
1: Houston. Very beautiful woman. She kind of actually reminded me a little bit of, like, Brandy or something. Correct. Um, yes. Which, you know, Brandy and Whitney did work together. That's true.
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> But they are not the same person, not we can confirm person. on this
1: podcast. Um, you know, whereas when you saw a movie like Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, you're blown away by the. The, the, the uncanny similarities yeah. uh, between, you know, the, the teeth prosthetics and the, the facial, you know, the hair. And,
0: and then uh, in the same, like oh, a year later, Rocket Man, he didn't
1: look like Elton John. No. And that was a great movie. Yeah. So, yeah. We, so. You have to set some, like, it doesn't have to be an uncanny similarity right. visually. Right. To the artist. And they Also, clearly, Whitney is, like, a, basically a supermodel. It's kind yes. of hard to pull that off. They're clearly
0: using Whitney's vocals for this, too. Oh, like, it's not yeah. going to be, yeah. Because they did kind of a combo in Bohemian Rhapsody of a, a little bit was in there of um my man, what's his name? Rami Malik. Thank you. Yeah, Rami Malik's voice. They did, like, a blend of, like, same Freddie and, with, and. Same thing
1: with um uh. Edgerton. Oh, they he, did. He he sang through in in. Rocky oh, that's
0: Man. right. Yeah, yeah. he's saying So yeah, so yeah. Naomi's not singing. Listen, Naomi, I'm sure she might have a lovely voice, but maybe no she, one's maybe, voice is Maybe Whitney she Houston. does
1: sing in the movie, and we and they just put in Whitney's vocals in the trailer.
0: So we mentioned Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, I want to dance with somebody is written by the same writer, uh, Anthony McCarten. Um, there's been like some pretty impressive high profile musical musician biopics lately, including Elvis this summer. Do we think that this is going to, you know, is it going to be both a successful representation of Whitney and also like a hit at the box office? Like some of these, all three of the examples we
1: said were all hits and well-received, I think. I, I think when you look at Bohemian Rhapsody, Elvis and Rocket Man, there was sort of, Um, narrative sort of like challenges in the story that uh, intrigued viewers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Elvis had, you know, it's like what I guess what I'm saying is like, if this Whitney Houston film is going to address sort of like the challenges in her life that maybe we didn't know about. Which that, the trailer did not hint at no, at all. It just looked like a very sort of high gloss like montage of music video moments. Oh, I didn't
0: mention Clive is a producer on this movie too. So like it could be, you know, it could shave off some
1: edges from Whitney's life story. Right. I mean, though in the trailer, you do see a glimpse of her walking down the aisle, presumably with Bobby Brown. Oh, who's playing Bobby Brown? Is he in the trailer? I didn't notice. And you see moments of her... <laughs> there's distinctly a moment where she's in the video for it's not right but it's okay. So it gets up it gets up at least to 1999. Mm-hmm. So where does the movie end? It discovers her in 83 and then it ends with my love is your love or something? It's you don't think it's going to end with her passing? No. Really? No, Bohemian Rhapsody didn't. Bohemian Rhapsody ended oh, with Live Aid. Oh, that's right. Like six years before Freddie And then it's Friday like, Monday yay, died. and then nothing else happened,
0: guys.
1: <laughs> nothing to see here. It's, it, it's like, you know, oh, she no. celebrated her comeback in 1999, and that's the end of the movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> wasn't that great? Oh, goodness. Okay,
0: um, the movie's slated to arrive in theaters December 21st, which actually is its own hint that they think it's pretty good because that's Oscar timing.
1: I'm I'm curious to to, to hear if there's any new... Music that has been mm. written specifically for the film that might be Oscar bait for best mm. original song. Performed by whom? <laughs> I don't know, Jennifer <laughs> Hudson, uh, right. some other, uh, some, uh, 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 maybe perhaps one of Whitney's uh, people, that someone that looked up to Whitney as an inspiration that came later in life. Because
0: unfortunately, like unlike her hit with Kygo, Higher Love, where they like resurfaced these vocals of her doing the Steve Winwood song, that wouldn't count toward a Best Original Song no, Oscar. It to, because it has to it be would written be,
1: specifically for this film.
0: It would inherently be... Already recorded, <laughs> right?
1: Yes. So this would have to be a wholly new recording, written specifically for the film. Yeah. So I mean, it could be. Anyone. So it would have to be like somebody else performing it, which. You yes. know,
0: I just want to hear more Whitney. You know.
1: I mean, <laughs> I'm sure. I'm look. There, I'm sure there's a way where someone else will. Rec- maybe record Stanley it. Tucci will record. Sure. It as Clive. <laughs> I mean, and then and maybe and maybe you can maybe uh, maybe there are some like leftover vocals from Whitney that she could be sort of pasted in as like background vocals. Kind of like
0: movie dialogue is put into, sure. uh Yeah.
1: Anything is possible. Backgrounds
0: by Whitney. All okay, right. all right. Move, moving on. We, can, we will talk about this movie more, just yep. FYI. Like Keith and I will be
1: talking about it a lot, so we'll be sharing that with you. Well, now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Let's stay with Whitney Houston. Let's. And let's make this a quiz, Katie. Wait,
0: is it a quiz, Katie and Gary? No,
1: because he'll <laughs> know the answer.
0: Can I call on Gary as a
1: lifeline once in a while <laughs> sure. if needed? Okay. Um. Well, this is simple. Katie. <laughs> Which of the following singles did not hit number one on the Billboard oh. Hot 100 for oh, Whitney Gears Houston? Oh, going to know this, yeah. So we have Saving All My Love for You, So Emotional, I'm Every Woman, and Exhale, Shoop, Shoop. Okay, so I have a guess that
0: is based on knowledge. <laughs> my guess is I'm Every Woman just because I'm assuming that I Will Always Love You might have blocked it because it's also from the Bodyguard soundtrack. That's my logic.
1: Am Gary, I <laughs> Gary, what what is the correct answer? I'm upset. I'm not needed here at all. Wait, Katie, is that right? Katie nailed that. That is correct. I'm, I'm so happy. I'm every woman. Reached number four in 1993. It was the second single from the Bodyguard soundtrack, following "I Will Always Love You," which spent 14 weeks at number one. Oh, just like Harry Styles. 14 as it weeks. Was. You don't. You don't say. Um, oh, look at that. In total, Whitney has had 11 number ones on the Hot 100, and her final number one uh, was "Exhale" in
0: 1995. Was I? I'm or um. Let me try this again. Was "I Will Always Love You" a consecutive 14 weeks at number one? I think Do so. You know? Yes. Yep.
1: yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well. A hit. All right. Well, there you have it. A little uh, quiz, Katie, about uh, Whitney Houston and her number ones on the Hot 100 chart. What? All right. We've reached the end of our big shoe. Uh, thank you, <laughs> Gary. Yay, Gary. For being
2: here. Going to go work on my uh, Clive Davis and Stanley Tucci impressions uh, for next time. He'll yes. be
0: back next week with <laughs> his new Clive Davis impression. Um, any parting words, Katie? Uh, nope. <laughs>
1: okay, what song should we go out on?
0: What should we go out on? We talked about a lot. Should we? Oh, how about one of the other number ones that's been fourteen
1: weeks or more that we haven't heard? Well, what do maybe, you think, Gary? Yeah, Gary, why don't you pick? Oh, I get to pick. Yes, yeah. has to be one of those other ones that have had fourteen. Weeks we always of struggle one.
0: to choose, so why not force you to choose well, today? If it, if it.
2: Pretty sure I know Keith always likes Madonna. I'm a big Mariah fan. We're going to go with We Belong Together. I
0: was
1: wow. going to say, Madonna's never had something for 14 weeks at number one, so I guess we're going with Mariah. I love We Belong Together. Um, we Belong Together it is, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye.